This morning we're going to shift and spend the whole morning reflecting on, engaged with another of the six practices of the first foundation of mindfulness, mindfulness of the body. And these are the practices connected with the body and death. And there are two aspects to this practice. If you recall, um, in the talk, in my talk a couple of nights ago, all of these practices are in service of insight, which is in the service of liberation. One of the very, very most important practices that the Buddha emphasized a lot was keeping in mind our own mortality, the fragility of life, the fact that we are all going to die. We all know we're going to die. If you ask anyone, they would say, well, sure, I know I'm going to die. But we don't live our lives as if we're going to die. So we're going to spend some time to, this morning on some specific practices, mindfulness of the body practices, Bob is going to get into, later he will get into the, the actual practices in the sutta and the, the body practices. But while the, they're actually presented as mindfulness of the body practices, of course they are also contemplations on death. So it's both aspects, practicing the mindfulness of the body and reflecting on the death. So. In this beginning session, um, we're going to do a guided reflection on death. It's mostly going to be silent, but I'm going to put in a few words through, through this session. So as we begin, you know, we've been emphasizing on this retreat, having a sense of relaxation and ease. And we have brought in the taking aspect of caring for ourselves and bringing this kind or caring heart, this loving kindness metta in. And it's of course important in all of the practices we're doing and every bit is important when we start to engage in death contemplations, which certainly are very deep and very powerful. I want to encourage you to allow yourself to connect with these practices, but we want to be very respectful, mindful of and respectful of what is real and true for us as we engage in these practices. 
And so you have to see how it is for you. It may be this idea of you know, putting your little toe in the water and out and then dipping in a little further and in and out as you come touch up against these reflections. It may be that you plunge right in. And so it's going to be different for each of us, but to be very, so it's a balance of two things. We wanna be very respectful for ourselves from that place of knowing we're going to take care of ourselves, being gentle, really allowing ourselves at least to start in and engage the practice and see where we're at in relationship with it. Give ourselves the real gift of spending some time really connecting with the reality that we are going to die. That as real as this moment is right now will be the reality of our moment or time of death. So first, let's just pause for a few moments and I want to ask you to just notice or connect with just what I've said already may have evoked something in you. So just hang out with that and just to see if anything's coming up just from that. I say just from that. I mean, that's a big deal. It's not little. Or it may be the idea that we're going to spend a morning in these contemplations of death and you may be wondering, what is the body part of that? So it could be bringing different things up for you. Just the idea of doing that this morning. So just noticing. going to offer a few practices from the ancient texts. And you can work with those if, if, if you feel uh, connected with those. There's a progression of practices here, contemplations or reflections. And then towards the end, I'll offer some ways of reflecting that are not from the text.
the most basic and direct formula from the text. And I'll just read the, the quote here is, death will take place. The life faculty will be interrupted or simply death, death. So you could just, maybe that's enough. Just, you, you could, re, just re, if you like to repeat words, that's fine. Just, you know, death, death, it will come. Or just the word death, or you don't have to repeat words, but also seeing if there can be a felt sense. What happens when we really start to get it? I'm going to die. Of course, as human beings, we tend to think that you know, death is something going wrong. And I want to be res real respectful here because, of, of course, loss is painful. That's part of being a human being. There may be, matter of fact, in a group this size, there will be people here who either have experienced loss at some time in your life or perhaps quite recently that, that will be very painful. And so this may very well be evoking some of that for you. So being really respectful, but really acknowledging the pain of that. Or perhaps uh, some of us here, you know, we, we will all be, if, if our death comes in a way in which uh, we have some advance notice, then we will all go through a period of dealing with, coming to terms with our, as we near our final days. That will happen for every one of us. No one can escape it. Some of you may be in that situation right now. And there's no right or wrong way to 
come to terms with that. You know, we all have to be respectful of, of our own truth and our own process. Bob read some very beautiful writings from a friend who was, I forgot the diagnosis, but who's probably doesn't have that long to live. And um, this idea of the poignancy of it, but also a sense of relief or release, I should say, and kind of an opening of the heart. So that, that may be um, a letting go and a, a sense of maybe a freedom around that. that. That could be. And of course, it could also be bringing up sadness, anger, fear, rage, depression, you know, many, many things. So we want to just, to start with, just we're putting our toe in maybe, and how is that for us? What's actually real and true in our experience? As you're doing this practice, checking in from time to time about just bringing the mindfulness back into the body now, this living body, you may notice maybe some tensions or tightness or well, whatever the experience is. What's happening in the Vedana, the pleasant, unpleasant, neutral states of the mind and heart. So of course these will all be arising in different ways. Mostly keeping the reflection on connecting with the reality of death as a part of life. want to name a few more practices from the old texts that you may or may not connect with. You have to just see. It's an experiment. If they help you bring, connect with, it's all about the reality of connecting with the fact of death, getting it as deeply as we can. So you can see if some of these ways of looking at death are useful for you. The old texts describe death as a murderer. From the moment of birth, death stalks us as a murderer, stalks as a victim, never turning back until it reaches and kills us.
another way to reflect on death is to reflecting on the fleeting nature of life. We cannot know if we will live long enough even to take the next breath. You know, we often take that for granted, but we don't know. Life may be as short as a few more moments or at most a hundred years. It is not certain if we will live long enough to chew and swallow four or five mouthfuls of food. That's the fleeting nature of life. Another reflection from the old texts. It's called death as the ruin of success. No success, fortune, or gain lasts forever. All health ends in sickness. All youth ends in aging. All life ends in death. All life ends in death. Another reflection that the text called death by comparison. Everyone, even great enlightened beings, have been overtaken by death. Death will come to me even as it did to those great beings. When the Buddha died, many of the monks and nuns who had been practicing with the Buddha say, you know, that's pretty good karma to have actually been there with the Buddha directly. So these were serious practitioners. Many of them, it said, wailed, cried you know, beat their chests, lamented. And 
And one of the monks said, what is the use of all this? Hasn't the master told you that all things that arise must pass away? Nothing lasts. And so, yes, that is true. But what strikes me about that story is that even these great yogis, great meditators, they're human beings. And so, yes, you know, we, we know death is a part of life. And yet, it it's, can be a hard thing, right? I think I mentioned in my talk, or I don't remember if I said it to the group, but I said it to someone here, the story of when Sariputta died, who was one of the Buddha's two chief disciples. And even the Buddha said, it's if the sun or the moon had gone out. So we want to be respectful that it is painful when we experience loss of others and, of course, our own mortality. The last of the Reflections from the old text that I'd like to share is called Unpredictability. Death is a certainty, but we do not know when or how it will come. So if you connect with or relate to any of those reflections that I've given so far, certainly stay with that. That's fine. And for those who wish, now I'd like to do two or three things that actually can bring, bring it more real here and now for some people. You may wish to take a few moments and just imagine or actually try to bring a sense of if the time of your death is now. And maybe actually imagining what the circumstance might be. Maybe, you know, when I think of it, I'm, you know, lying in a bed, fading out. <laughs> so. I don't know how you might imagine it. And the circumstances aren't so important. It's whatever, however that is for you. But maybe bring a sense, like, it's actually my time to die. It's coming. You don't know the exact moment, but it's here now. I'm dying. 
Some of you may not even want to engage in this reflection, and that's fine. Be respectful. Just notice if that's true for you, noticing that, you know, you know, even the idea of reflecting on the moment of death may be scary or difficult. And for those of you who want, want to, really see if you can bring that sense. You know, maybe you've got only a few months or a week, or maybe you're very close to the end. Noticing anything that's evoked, you know, what, what you're feeling. Being as honest as we can be. Some people die with a sense of peace letting go, and plenty of people die in fear. So it's not, a ju- it's not a judgment, but take a look. How is it for you? In this exercise, we don't know how it will be when the time really comes. Really feel in, how is it for you? And now we might bring the immediacy a little stronger, if you wish. So taking it, just taking it easy at each of these steps. Throughout this whole morning, we're going to just take little easy steps. Checking out what's right for you at each step. We've been working with mindfulness of breathing a lot on this retreat. So as you're sensing, bringing a real feeling of the ending coming, the time of death, as you connect mindfully with your breathing, you may want to imagine maybe it's your last breath. There'll come a time when we breathe in and the body lets go, the breath goes out. the next in-breath doesn't come. So maybe you might want to just see what that feels like. Take take some breath, a breath or two, and feel it as your last breath breathing out right in that moment. If that, if that helps you deepen into, it's all again about connecting with, really getting it as deeply as we can, the fact of our death.
just as Bob spoke of a couple of days ago when we were beginning the practices of the 32 parts of the body. Someone asked a, a question, an important question about, you know, why the, um, the emphasis on the foulness, if you will, or the disgusting. And Bob was very clear that um, it's not about that, it's about, or negativity or anything, the unpleasantness, it's about seeing just clearly into just what's real and true, the true nature of the body. And in the same way, when we're doing these reflections, it's not meant to, the intention is not to scare us, although it certainly could evoke those kind of feelings, but it's not meant to make us feel any particular way. We're just trying to look, again, clearly at just how things are. It may evoke in you feelings that are pleasant or unpleasant, whatever comes up for you. Images can come. Just taking a clear look and then to notice what happens for us. When we were practicing 32 parts of the body and we came to the heart, there was a statistic about how many times on, in an average life a heart beats. So just as at some point it will be our last breath, at some point it will be the last beat of the heart. So you may wish to connect. You could put your hand on your chest if you wish, feeling into your heart. That could evoke some feelings also, of course, putting the hand on the chest. So be aware of that. This heart will stop beating, as real as this moment is now.
You could also find a place in the body where you can feel your pulse. If that's easier for you than your hand on the chest, maybe touching on the neck or on your wrist, if you'd like to try that. I'll offer one last reflection, if you would like. Of course, you can stay with any of the things we've done here. Perhaps you'd like to now imagine, or maybe you wouldn't like to imagine, that you have died. Now your body is, in whatever way it is, lying there, sitting there in some position. This is really more of a visualization. As opposed to an experience felt from the inside of the body. This is, will segue us into some of the, the actual practices in the, in the first foundations of mindfulness, which Bob will talk about uh, later, which deal with mindfulness of the body once we've died. Maybe to begin with, just a sense of I've died and maybe some image comes to your mind of your body there in whatever way it comes. And finally, if it helps you, you're welcome, of course, to open your eyes and we have a skeleton on this up front here, and you could even reflect, my body will become as this. Really, it really will become as this, as real as this moment is now.
bring a lot of care. Maybe it's too much to do that or it brings up fear or difficulty, so then you might want to back off from that. So we'll end by what I call completing the circle, bringing it back from death to life. All of these practices are really for one thing, to inform how we live. It's the only purpose. So we'll say more about this. as we're going to move into a walking period soon. And so as you're walking, you know, practicing your normal mindfulness of walking, I want to encourage you to keep a continuity up of, in whatever way, it could be words or just a sense of the ref- these reflections on death. but also, and of course, staying in touch with what's evoked, keeping a sense of compassion and gentleness for yourself, for sure. But also, you may just mostly be reflecting on death, but also without distracting or stirring up the mind, just in a simple way, maybe start to also bring in the aspect of um, given that I'm going to die, that really going to die, how does that affect or influence how I want to live, what I want my life to be about, what's important to me, how I interact with people, all aspects of life and see what's true for you about that. So um, we'll now move to the walking period. Um, I want to ask the people who are in the back behind the screens. I think there's several people. You notice there's a couple of tables back there. We'd like to ask everyone to please um, vacate the back section. We're going to do some things back there. 
this morning, and then when we're done, everybody, you know, after by lunchtime, everybody, you know, can come back. But uh... thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org/slash/donate.